friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network. My name is Lauren Culp. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on this show to have conversations with the thought leaders who support the credit union community. We get to identify the issues that affect credit unions, and we get to have a discussion on some of the best practices so that we can all gain a couple of nuggets to learn from and improve our credit unions for the years to come. My guest on today's show is John Jan Clays, the president at Nimbus QSO. So let's jump right into the conversation. I'm excited to have him. John, thanks so much for being here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I'd like to start with a little bit of background on you. Most of us didn't really grow up thinking that someday we would get to work with credit unions. A lot of us took a different path to get here. What did you want to be growing up? And maybe what was the inspiration for you to take the gig as president at Nimbus QSO? Well, that's a stretch of time between those two. But as a kid growing up, I loved the USC Trojans. And at the time, the quarterback was Pat Hayden. I thought, oh, my God, if I could be Pat Hayden and play for the Trojans, wouldn't that be great? But uh, hey, that didn't work out. I was just a really good high school player. That was it. But found myself working in financial services very early on from insurance, brokerage, and then found my way to credit unions in the last 17 at Partners, I think most folks will remember, and, and recently made a change to come to Nimbus QSO. And the reason for the change is while being a CEO of Partners, we were really focusing on being able to bring more digital value to our members. We call the project moving four times as fast. And through that process, that boy, this is something credit unions need to lean into. And that's what this new QSO is built to do, is to bring to speed new digital services to members. And so that's, that's what we're all about. That is amazing. Well, <laughs> I can relate. I, I've always wanted to be a professional beach volleyball player, and that did not uh, pan out either. So, <laughs> so here we are. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so Credit here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a good backup plan. Well, let's pretend that you and I meet at a conference in person, and hopefully maybe we can sometime soon. Uh, but could you give us your elevator pitch on what Nimbus QSO is? Where do you add that value for credit unions? Yeah, well, what we do, the elevator pitch would be that um, we help credit unions of all sizes thrive. And we bring together really kind of a unique package of people processing technology to help you with your existing members and win new markets. So that would be what, but the how is also interesting too. So the elevator speech on the how is really three things. The first thing we do is we help you grow with your existing members because a lot of times you need to modernize your existing technology. Maybe your online banking is not all so great, or maybe your onboarding, or maybe even your core. And we have that whole stack of technology so we can help you modernize any point that's kind of a rough spot right now. The second thing we do, and this is what we're probably known for, is we actually launch new credit unions in as little as 90 days or 180 days. And the way we do that is we start with data, we find a niche would be particularly profitable for you, and we launch the new credit union, the people processing technology and get you out there. So we help you win new markets by launching a new niche. The third way that we help you grow is by uh, embedded finance, right? So maybe you want to be thinking about, hmm, I'd like to be offering financing at maybe at Lowe's or someplace like that. So we have a way of getting your financing products to that place there. So embedded finance. So those are the three ways that we help you grow. That's incredible. Well, and it's so great to hear about, I think there are so many different needs that credit unions have that all of the different things you offer really, really fill those, those gaps. Even as much as, you know, the consolidation we're seeing in the industry, it's great to hear about the new credit unions coming out. So I'm curious, you know, it's a tough time for credit unions right now. You mentioned technology. And I think as credit unions, it's been so critical for us to realize that good member service in 2021 looks a lot different than it looked 20, 30 years ago. Good member service now often means a good digital experience. People might never even see someone face to face. 
it's mm-hmm. a tough time for credit unions. I'm, it's really critical for us to be sure that we're pivoting to remain relevant for, for those coming years. So I'd like to start with maybe the, what do you think is the threat of intensified competition from some of these digital challengers or big money centers, global brands? Who are these competitors that credit unions need to be worried about and, and what threat do they pose? Yeah, I think we're all experiencing something I call compression. I've just had a great opportunity in the last six months to meet with a lot of my peers. I mean, over 30 executive teams. And I think we're all saying this compression comes from the big money centers who are out there spending an enormous amount of money in order to modernize their technology and do best of breed. I mean, so what do I mean by that? So Chase, what, $11 billion they've invested in their mobile technology? And they are rapidly gaining market share. On the bottom side of the market causing that compression are players like Chime, you know, on, in the deposit space and or a Robinhood in the wealth management space. So think about this. I call them they're like snipers, right? They're taking a, a shot at a piece of our business, either deposits or like wealth management. And they're going out with a very tight value proposition and they're winning market share very quickly. So those are some pressures that are there. And don't forget the big brands, you know, like a, a Starbucks, consumer brands, right? They're out there and with their embedded finance, the, some of our deposits are now sitting on a prepaid card. So there's a lot of folks coming at our business and it's time for us to kind of hmm, step back, take stock and kind of think about how we're going to respond. Yeah, I'm guilty of having some money sitting on my Starbucks card. <laughs> They've got my deposits for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, how do you think credit unions can really react or proactively position themselves to, to thrive in the coming years? Are there growth strategies you see credit unions using where they can really outpace and outperform their peers or, or maybe some of these digital challengers that we're talking about too? Yeah, I think a playbook is beginning to emerge. Some of this we learned from COVID that we can move at speed, but I think it really starts with data. So if I would say the playbook, start with data. So dig into what are your unique opportunities. We have a group here at Nimbus called uh, Nimbus Labs. And so you need something like that to find what I call a more granular views of where the growth potential is going to be so that you can respond to that. The second one is when you see that get going. Don't wait for perfect to build the perfect kind of mousetrap. Learn from a chime saying, we're just going to go after a couple products. We're going to go out quickly because something happens when you go quickly, Lauren, is you get to learn and you get to adjust again and tune in your value proposition. Um, I think the other one is that you need to do all of this at speed. And the only way I think credit unions are going to get there is through partnerships. And so we need to redefine what partnership is in order to be able to move at speed, using data, using kind of this minimal viable idea, get out there, get that niche, get that market share, learn, do, learn, do kind of process. That's a different kind of partnership than maybe we have with our existing vendors. And I think coming through COVID, you can go back and inventory those that moved at speed with you, those that did the learning with you and those who didn't. That's probably a good place to go back and visit. And where you have holes in your game, start to think about new partnerships in that context. That's incredible. And I think when we think about some of the, even the minimum viable, you know, time to market or product to market, whatever we're thinking about as credit unions, a lot of times we maybe over iterate on, on something before we launch it. So really, yeah. really great advice. You know, as we talk about credit union growth strategies, we know that culture plays a really big part in the employee experience too, which really directly impacts the member experience. It impacts every level of the organization. Especially with your credit union background, I'm curious, what tips do you have for a credit union to help create a culture that could really embrace these growth strategies? You know, this may sound kind of funny, but I think just start with the idea that give yourself a break. This is really hard stuff, right? It's complex stuff. So just kind of an appropriate appreciation of where we're at and that, you know, we need just to get going and it's okay to make mistakes. Think about our DNA. We've come from a business that is regulated. 
that we knew an awful lot about. Let's say branching is a, a core discipline. We're learning something new. It's highly complex. Give yourself a break. So part of that is just get going and let the learning start. I know that sounds different than coming from a regulated world, but that's where the learning is. Learning about how your staff, the next thing that they need to appreciate and know what your members do, what your executive team needs to know, what your board needs to do. So my thing is get going. It's progress over perfection and give yourself a break. And now there's things, once we do that acknowledgement, that we increase the odds that we're going to be successful. And those were some things we talked about earlier, right? Data, speed, partnership, but just that original orientation to saying, look, we got to move. Don't let the, you know, perfection get in the way of those things. We were talking before the show, um, there's a Peloton bike in my background here. And one of my favorite instructors always says, practice makes progress, not perfection. And so I think that's absolutely right. You know, the progress over perfection, really striving to, to grow and maybe not to be the ultimate. I love that analogy. Get on the darn bike, get yep, going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, John, if there's one thing that you think credit unions need to do better to stay relevant in this fast changing financial services marketplace, and I'm sure we could make a whole list of things, but if there's one thing, what would that one thing be that credit unions should do to stay relevant? I think we just move that is get on the bike and get moving and get going. And don't let all of our way that we think about how things should be done, get in the way. Certainly, we're going to use those good disciplines, but realize we're in a very different place. COVID showed us that we could become somebody different. It was like a preview of who we could become. How could we move so fast to get employees working from home, to be responsive to members too? That is the translation. That's the playbook that we can pick up and keep going with. So I think it's really encouraging. I know earlier I said this is really hard stuff, but look what we just did. So, I mean, if that's a preview of coming attractions, I like it. I want to go see that movie. You know, credit unions are going to thrive. I, I really, I really believe that. Absolutely. Well, and especially if they're some of these growth strategies you're talking about as we sort of shift our mindset from what used to work to what will actually get us to the next step. As we wrap up the show, I'd like to have some fun with some rapid fire questions to let our listeners get okay. to know you better. And just sure. like on the C1Z Experience podcast, so we say the questions are rapid, but your answers don't have to be. So the first question for you, what is a recent purchase you didn't know you needed that has become something you cannot live without? Oh, let me see. Okay. So uh, I retired my horse. So I'm not doing equestrian sports anymore. So I picked up golf again. And my four iron, Lauren, has always been horrible. And like only 60% of the time can I hit straight. So I spent money on a really good hybrid driver. And it's like hitting a seven iron, which is pretty easy for me to hit, but it goes 200 yards. It's like, this is magic. That's amazing. You know? I, I yeah. So that was a good purchase. Okay, perfect. I love it. All right. When you hear the word success, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? Oh, probably Simone Biles. Here is somebody who just transformed the sport. The degree of difficulty at which she does her routines is amazing. But I really appreciate in the Olympics that she had her limits, that she knew it's not safe to fly, right? So it's not just reckless abandon, but there's somebody at the highest level that has a knowledge about herself saying, mm -mm, it's not time. And I, that took a lot of courage. You know, that took a lot of courage to do that. So I just applaud her. That's amazing. Absolutely. That it's an incredible story. And, and she's really an inspiration as we think about athletes or just mental health proponents in general. Okay. Random question for you. What are you listening to on Spotify or do you have any artists or songs or albums that you listen to on repeat? You know what? It's not a song, but I do listen to Spotify. It's Eric Qualman, uh, Equal Man. He's He's got a show, and I'm a fan of his. I mean, I can turn that on when I take my walk in the morning, and I come back, you know, 
enlightened and inspired and, and ready to go. So that that's who I'm listening to on Spotify is Eric Qualman. Okay, we'll link to that in the show notes for all of our listeners today. Yeah. I'll have to check it out myself. Any books that you have gifted or you think everyone should read? You know what? I'm doing a reread of a book and I actually took it to a class. And the book is, I happen to have it here, sitting on the edge of the desk. It's called Leading Digital. So how appropriate for what we're talking about. But I read this book about five years ago, and it was written by Dr. George Westerman at MIT. And uh, matter of fact, he and I taught a class together at Western CUNA Management School called Digital Leadership. And the whole download of the book is, is really cool, but it's really centered on two things. To be a digital master, you need two things. You definitely need great technology. But it's not sufficient if you want to be a digital master. You need leadership. And you know how professors do. They take two ideas and they put them on a two-by-two, a high and low. And So in the upper right-hand corner is the digital master. And it really requires leadership, which is, you know, a call to leadership for all of us in these times is to really dig in. So I'd recommend that book. It's, It's a really good read, but it points out technology by itself is not sufficient. That's incredible. I think it's such a good point. And we'll link to this book as well for everybody out there to be able to pick it up. I'll have to add it to my list too. I've got a stack of books I'm trying to get through here. Yeah, All right. Let's, let, yeah, always. And I see some of yeah. yours in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's say the calendar is empty. What do you do to unwind outside of work? Wow. So I'm lucky. I can walk outside and go visit the horses or I can go to the garden. I like to do that. So I like a little bit of variety. So I, I can go play some golf. But anything that just kind of gets me away from the office here is good. I like the outdoors. So, you know, gardening, visiting with the horses, golf, it's all good. Amazing. I love that. Well, again, we'll link to everything we talked about today in the show notes. And my last question for you before we wrap up is what final thoughts do you have to share or any asks you'd like to share with our listeners today? Gosh, you know, there's been no better time to be in the credit union business. I think the the things that we have to work with the technology that's available now, if we apply the leadership to it and we get going, you know, progress over perfection, we can do this. This is a really great moment for the credit union movement. So get going. We can do this kind of a thing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Don, for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure getting to chat with you. I feel like we could keep talking for hours and hours and hours, and hopefully we get to run into each other on the road at a conference someday soon. But in the meantime, stay well. And thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning into the CU Insight Network. We will see you next time. Take care.